This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willickham. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Parenting Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Good girl. There we go. There we go. The very, very broad definition of good there. Yes. I'd say Beckett got nailed. It's an easier word for kids, but Widdicombe got lost a bit in the in the fury. Yeah, don't you think? Exactly. But that's always the that's that's like the you know it's a cross you have to bear as a Widdicombe. It is, mate. The other cross I used to have to bear as a Widdicombe was always being at the end of the register. Oh, but your ego didn't like that. It didn't, mate. Occasionally you disappear off the end when you had the bloody uh when they'd print it out on a piece of paper and there'd only be twenty five kids. Oh you made the, the paper. You'd be on the other didn't side. Even the, didn't even make the register, mate. Oh, but, and it's a tough, tough name to spell at a young age. Widdicombe. Very tough. Very you've, tough. You've had but it I've got that. Do you want to hear another disappointing thing, Rob? Oh, what's um, that? I have literally no information on that. That's just a sound file that Michael sent me. Really? So no, no name, no location, nothing? Nothing. That could be any child <laughs> saying our names at any point. Have we got anything more on it, Michael? Let me just check one second. It should have been on there. Oh dear! Look, Matt, don't start. I quite like Ma- the mystery. You're throwing Michael under the bus here, Josh. Let's, I heard your belly. I heard your belly rumbling. You just had a sip of tea at a point when it wasn't quick enough to have a sip of tea. Did you have a sip of tea? I didn't actually have a sip of tea, oh, but I, like I, I, I am literally about to have a sip of tea. Oh, maybe I knew. We're so in tune. Mm. Um, but I, I genuinely thought it wasn't Michael's fault. I thought we just received an anonymous tip. Anon. An anon. And um, Anon. Maybe they don't want. They maybe they don't want the. You know, maybe the they don't want the fame. It. They can't deal with it. And that's a good approach. Do you know what I mean, it's not all what it's cracked up to be. You know, sometimes you just want to put a voice note on a podcast and not exactly. Have, you know, it's like Banksy, it isn't it? <laughs> She's like the Banksy of the uh, child saying the name thing. Exactly. I'm putting moisturizer on my face. Can you hear that? No, no, because that doesn't. There's no such sound, is there? <laughs> it, well, it must. It's not silent, is it? Moisturizer on a face. Let me do it near the mic. 
Yeah, right, I can slightly hear that. Yeah. Okay. Why, are you, why are you doing that? Have you got a chapped face? Um, no, I basically run out of moisturiser um, in in the house, but by my desk in the um, the, the office shed office, I've got a little moisturiser pot because I'm a I'm a 21st century man, Josh. What's your What's your routine, Rob? What's well, your my your grooming routine? I actually I didn't have a moisturiser routine, but then I looked at my face. And I look so old and I thought, do you know what, Rob? Let's fucking step it up. If you want to peak at 40, you've got to put the work in now yeah, at 35. So um, I ba- Lou set me up a Lou set me up a skincare regime and I looked incredible for about three weeks. Then I sort of forgot to do it because it got busy. But now That's the kids the are back problem. at school. I'm gonna get a regime on the on the go, Josh. I need people, to get a regime going, people, but it's just when you're getting home late from a gig, you're oh, just not gonna moisturize, Rob. You're not gonna moisturize. You're barely gonna brush your teeth. I know it was a six. It was a six-stage regime, Josh. Oh, mate! I don't know what was involved, but Lou labelled it all for me. And do you know what? The com- when I was into it, when I was into my regime, I- I'd get I was getting compliments on my skin, Josh. I've never Were had you? that. Yeah, Rob, you look good. What's Who that from? Just any- everyone. More women than men. Oh, women really? Really appreciate the regime. I've noticed they really they you know game recognises game. When yeah. it comes to it, the effort being put in, because sometimes I feel a bit, you know, like these Love Island people, and they mm. go, "Oh, all they do is just look beautiful." These Instagrammers, they look. But do you know how hard it is to look beautiful? I, I, you know, I try, Rob. I try my best. <laughs> the effort they go to it's Botox and it's regime, then it's getting their teeth done, it's hair gym. straightening, the gym, watching the what food. they eat. Oh, the oh. Food. oh, it's good on them. They've they've earned that. Exactly, Rob. Thank God we've got smarts in our heads, so we don't need to do that. <laughs> You know, I don't. I wouldn't be mind being a bimbo for a bit. If that, you know, just no. being, the thing about Rob is he's sexy, but he's got nothing else in the locker. I, I'd take that as a compliment. Here's a question: Do you yeah. think if you looked like someone from Love Island, if you were one of Britain's handsomest men, yeah, do you think that would have adversely affected your stand-up career? Yeah, I think the odd look I've got helps get jokes across the line. And do you know what? I'd probably be so busy pulling birds, I wouldn't even bother doing gigs. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got a lot of spare time on your hands when you're an ugly teenager. When you're fat and obese as a teenager, <laughs> options are limited. And I think maybe I wouldn't have had this work ethic if I was getting some. Yes, of course. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because you know, when you're knee deep in it, the last thing you want to do is drive to Dundee for a free gig, is it? <laughs> uh, this is the earliest we've got on a tangent. We've not even said the Sorry. name of the people who who did. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so it is Megan Fleming. Oh, Flemo. How's she doing? Flemo. That, uh, she's good. That is Pip, who is age two and a little chatterbox. Pip Fleming. Pip Fleming. Pip Fleming sounds like a weird sport they do in a village. <laughs> you know, they go, oh, coming out, it's the Pip Fleming. The kind of thing you imagine I did when I was growing up in Devon. Yeah. Basically, you get the pips from something and gob it the furthest. Wouldn't say no to watching that. If I got home and it was on Sky Sports at 11.30pm. I imagine as well, it's a big bearded fat guy in a, a massive fleece, really short denim sh- sh- shorts, skinniest <laughs> legs you've ever seen, but the belly of a barrel, and then massive boots, gobbing pips everywhere, flemming it up left, right and centre. Um, but anyway, lovely name. <laughs> <laughs> Fleming. Oh, Pip is Josh. a lovely name, and you can't you can't do anything about Fleming. You're stuck with it, like I'm stuck with Whittacombe. Yeah, you're stuck with it. You've got to deal with that, mate. Um, and and also, you know, you've you, you've had a, you've had a boy. So old school says the name goes on. Obviously, it's 2021 now, so you can double barrel it, can't you, if you want? So now the Whittacombe yeah, lives on. If you're going old school, I know. Look, guys, it's a modern world. You don't have to take someone's surname anymore. No, that you know, or you can go double barreled. 
you know what I mean? Because it's a bit sexist, isn't it? Well, yeah, there was a lot of talk of Rose going double barrel, but she's never really gone through with it. No, a lot of chat, a lot of chat early doors from Lou. But I think she realised my surname was better than hers, so she took it. <laughs> Beckett, she was a, what, a Watts. I don't think it's weak, the surname Watts, isn't it? Watts. Watts. Well, Charlie what? Watts, obviously. R.I.P. Yeah, but I don't think he was, you know, his drumming, his, his name helped his drumming. No, you know I mean? no, exactly. That's why he was a drummer, Jagger, lead man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Richard's one step below. Watts, you're at the back of the queue. Um, but that one thing I do find a bit sexist about weddings, which is still a thing, even, you know, a lot of the strongest feminists, is your dad giving you away. Yes, that is odd, so, the, Just the wording of it is so... Josh, um, let me get my neck stiff for a bit. I think it's problematic. Oh, lovely, Rob. Do you like do, that? Do you know what, Rob? After, you know, you were heralded... Yeah. For uh, being honest about mental health last week. You really are a renaissance man. You are, really are Britain's 21st century man, aren't you? You've come a long way since the Euros, Rob. I feel, I think I'm complete in the full circuit of a UK comedian. You start off funny, then you get stiff, <laughs> and then you want to be taken seriously. But I'm going to shake that off. so quickly. It's happened so quickly. It's literally happened in the space of a month. Do you know what? I might go on question time. Once I get some views, I haven't got any yet. I got asked to go on question time. Are you going to do it? No, I'm not. I literally, I turned it over once, saw Ramesh on it. I went, what the fuck are you doing here, mate? Ramesh, come on, mate. We all know you like you like TV, but this is this taking the biscuit, isn't it? You don't have to do this one. Come on, mate. I'm not getting ritually destroyed on Twitter yeah. and in the room for 200 quid. I'd rather do a shift at the fucking market than go to Newpool and be <laughs> shouted at at midnight. I genuinely can't imagine anything worse than turning up to question time. <laughs> oh, I'm getting itchy thinking about it. Nigel Farage is sat there oh, and he's yeah. got all the fucking stats at his fingertips. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like you and then... And they come to you first on a topic you... And it's the week... I mean, imagine, Rob, you're booked for question time. <laughs> first arm goes up. What are we going to do about Afghanistan? This one goes to Rob Beckett. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? Uh, probably leave it for a bit. Just go to the, you know, the Canary Islands this summer <laughs> for an holiday. What? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Um, you mean politically? Okay, I've, I've got nothing on it. I can't do question time. One, I don't really know anything. Two, I don't really care. And three, it's just a big long wank, isn't it, for clever people? <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is what, we, I'll talk about our kids and parent in a minute, but that's why we can't do politics, um, because we did this, we both separately went on This Week with Andrew Neil years oh ago. Word. Do you remember that? Uh, do I remember it, Rob? I, I've started cold sweating thinking about it. Because <laughs> I did it and I found it quite hard work. I was on with Alex Salmond and, you know, yeah. this was about, eight, uh, you know, he was a bit, bit more of a hot topic than I was. So I just sort of yeah. sat back and listened. But you went on it and I, I do remember you getting a bit unstuck on that political I say, debate show. I, I'd say it's still the worst thing that's ever happened to me on TV. <laughs> the only good thing Is about it still available it is, online? Yeah, it's still on YouTube. Do seek it out. <laughs> The only good thing about it is, Rob, occasionally, about yeah. once a year, you'll do something like a chat show or a panel show. Yeah. And they'll say, have you ever had a TV disaster? And oh, you go, there. I'll wheel this one out. I've, I've, I reckon I've got, the one positive about this week is I have got 15 separate TV appearances out of playing that video. <laughs> yeah, because basically you, you, you get asked about going to school and then you accuse Michael Portillo and Diane I, Abbott. I didn't accuse, I didn't accuse. <laughs> Uses a big yeah, okay. word. Okay, you implied that Michael Potillo and Diane Abbott went to private no, not schools. Diane Abbott. Not a Diane Abbott. I, I was aware Diane Abbott didn't, but I said oh, Michael Potillo did. Yeah, and the, the thing about Michael Potillo is he fucking skewers people. Yeah, he, he, does. he is he an absolutely absolute top, 
top level operator. You can't, there's no flies on him. He knows everything. You accused him of going to private school and he literally bent you over, pull your trousers down and slap your ass and sent you yeah, over. Which was what I imagined happened at his private school. <laughs> that he didn't go to. That he didn't go to. And I got there and they said, do you want, uh, we want you to talk about accents and whether it affects <sighs> the workplace. I was like, what the fuck do I know about that? <laughs> Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Anyway, Josh, we talk about our weeks. How's your week been? You are the busiest man in TV at the moment. Every time I turn the telly on, you're on it. The Paralympics. I, uh, well, look. I've got to deal with my work-life balance. I'm aware of that. I think the that. legacy of 2012 was your workload. Mate, genuinely. <laughs> so I only had little bits of time off in the mornings, right? Because obviously we're going to... Normally, this is how tired I am. Normally after last leg, yeah. I can't get to sleep till one or two. Yeah, I'm the same. I've started doing gigs again and I, I, I'm not going to sleep till about two o'clock. So yeah. I come off stage about 20 past 10. I'm so tired, Rob. That I, I'm finishing last leg at 11pm, right? It was being filmed eight minutes from my house. <laughs> I was asleep by half 11 most nights. R- okay, so you're, 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 how many days in a row did you do? It's done now, 12. Right? 12 days in a row of done, live yeah. show at 10 to 11. But and the then, worst thing that happened was I, no. I had a fall, Rob. You had a, oh, no, you, you're too young for a fall. You fell over. I, I fell over one morning, jogging. <laughs> <laughs> In the park, I thought I'll go was for the job. car following you. Did the, did the chauffeur get out and pick you up? <laughs> like Richie Rich, <laughs> wipe your ass, did he? Pop you back, pop you on the, in the high chair. So I was jogging in the park, yep, and I went from the grass to the to the gravelly path, yep, the gravelly tarmacky path, <laughs> and I caught my toe oh. on the Are you barefoot. The, like, the stone. No, I caught the toe. All right. Yeah, I run like, like I'm Hobbit. Diana Vickers. Them little um, like t- teenage mutant ninja turtle socks. You know them yeah. shoes people wear. Yeah, oh god, I hate them. Little toe oh. pockets. Oh, they're creepy. Oh, they scream nonce, don't they? Those <laughs> those sock shoes. So, um, I had a fall. Well, <laughs> yeah. I went down. I caught my to- my toe of my shoe on the like the, the stone lip around the grassy area. Do you oh, know like? Yeah. And yeah, I can imagine it. I went down with such impact that the two people that were walking the other way on the path, you know how you're not meant to react when a child falls, how you're meant to keep yeah. a straight face. They did not keep, they acted, they, they looked so concerned <laughs> that they kept asking me if I was okay. And when I said I was, and I walked off, they said they were going to watch me walk off because they were worried, worried that I was, had concussion because I'd hit my head. <laughs> You banged your head then. I banged my head. I'll show you. Oh. I'll send you some pictures now. Okay. So this is um. Oh Josh. This is my knee. Oh God. Fucking hell. How did you? 
You've banged it th- in three different places. Yeah, because I skidded along the path. <laughs> How fast can you run? I was re- <laughs> yeah, I was surprised at how it does Jeez. look like I've been going about. You know, you've fallen off a motorbike. <laughs> right, this is my shoulder. Yeah, and, Shul- my, and oh. my elbow. Oh my god! Also, topless pick from Josh Willickham there. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that. Your shoulder and elbow. Yeah, you scratched that as well. Even my head, Rob. Fucking hell, Joe. You look like you've been kicked in. Yeah, it was mad. So then I was walking home. I'd gone, I'll go for 15, I've got 15 minutes before I need to get in the shower to go. So you walked home after the fall because you felt a bit. Yeah, but by now I knew I was obviously going to be late because I was hobbling home. So I had to phone them and go, you're going to have to put the meeting back because I've had a fall in the park. (laughs) And then I'm walking home. It's our last of the summer wines production meeting. We're going to have to push it back. He's had a fall. A 70-year-old woman or old woman stopped me in the street to ask if I was okay and said, asked whether she needed to go and get her first aid kit from her house. Well, just because she saw you walking along. Just because she saw me walking along with blood coming out of my knee. Like a like... shell-shocked soldier. Yeah. Shuffling back from the docks. Yeah. <laughs> it was genuinely one, it was, I found it quite shocking to experience, to be honest. Also, it must be pumped how far she can run. Yeah, too right, yeah. mate. Um, but you're right now. Yeah, I'm fine. But that was that was kind of the biggest moment of my week, really. Yeah, yeah of course. Because yeah. everything else was work. So uh, I have hardly seen my children, Rob. And you're, you're on another job now, aren't you? I'm on another job now. I'm now, Rob. Yeah. I'm filming at Alton Towers. <laughs> Tough day at the office. Yeah, well, so I'm in a... But obviously, I'm staying in the Alton Towers Hotel. Yeah. But I haven't got any children. But I've got a bunk bed in my room and a, and an Xbox. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to send you my view now, currently, okay. Look at this. of my room. You're living a life, mate. Oh, there, that's a bit like the Legoland place we went to. Yeah. So, so yeah, then the bunk beds around the corner of a little telly. That's exactly the yeah. same setup as the the, the, the Legoland one. Anyway, um, so you're you're in that hotel. You're filming at Alton Towers. Yeah. So I'm doing that, and then I'm going home tomorrow, and oh, then that's nice. um, yeah, and then um. And then my tour starts on Thursday, Rob. <laughs> and I've got a wedding in between. When's the, when's the wedding? For Wednesday? Uh, oh, no, my tour starts Friday. Um, I've got a wedding on Thursday. Thursday wedding, and then Friday tour, and then is that Zoe Ball, Dudley Day? L- thank, uh, that's the Dudley Day. Thankfully, Zoe Ball's been moved back a week, Rob. Oh, God, that, they're the bad. All the Dudley people are going to be annoyed now that you've, got, you've had sleep. I know. They it's, a sh- it's a shame thinking you were doing Zoe Ball. Thinking that I was going to be absolutely insane on the, on the night when, in fact, I'm just going to be quite pedestrian and a bit rusty. To be fair, I think you could stop the sentence that it's a shame for the people in Dublin. <laughs> I don't think you need any more. <laughs> I'm excited to go back on tour, though. It's great. I've been doing it, and it's I, I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Um, you do notice a different like, excitement levels of the days of the week, where Sundays are a quieter vibe. Everyone's a bit hungover. Yeah. But that I'm I'm being so grouchy in the morning because I'm not getting to sleep to about half one two because I can't calm down. And yeah. The kids are up at seven. I'm just like in, a, in oh, another mate. dimension. Oh uh, God! But um, so you've not really seen your kids? No. So I've seen them in the mornings, but that's it. Really, it's really weird. So you feel very disconnected, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. And I don't like it at all. And you are tired because you're working a lot, but you can never mention that or say it out loud no, near you your partner no. with the children. No, exactly, exactly. Um, it's it's been uh, it's been a weird experience, to be honest with you. And next week, Rob, mm? 
I, I've got to do the books out next week, so it's all PR. Oh yeah, so it's constant. So I'm so busy, and that's really tiring because you're you're going from pillar to post all day, every day. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My work life balance this month is absolutely shot, but luckily because I'm sat in a nautical themed hotel room, I have got time <laughs> to do a podcast <laughs> about the kids you've not seen. About the kids I've not seen. Yeah, I think I've got too used to being at home during lockdown. Yeah, definitely. Because I now I, yeah. feel an insane guilt about being away. No, I don't think you should feel guilty because you've got to go to work. That's what your job is. And you're, you know, the main breadwinner when it comes to that. So you have to go. But what I would say is, though, you just have to make sure you build in time so yeah. that you and Rose can have a break. So I, I always make sure I build in time that I book off so that I can go away with some mates and have nights out. Luke, I stay with the kids so Luke can go out with a mates and have a good time. And also stuff as a family of four and stuff for me and Lou together so you want it's a balance of all of that rather than and also embracing doing nothing so I had nothing on Sunday um and normally I'd go all right well what we'll do is because I haven't really seen the kids that much because of the mm. tour I was like well what I'll do is and let's book London Zoo let's go and do a big day out a big dra- grand gesture but actually we all had a much better time just lazing on the sofa and messing about watching the telly yeah so yeah but it's just it, but the thing is as well you've not worked properly for like 18 months so it's, it's all no. coming at once you know it's quite it's quite weird it's yeah. quite weird. Um, but it's, you know, apart from the fall, yeah, it's been positive. I'm, I, and uh, I'm, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a weird experience. I'd say, well, what's interesting, mate, I, I got very nervous. I received my books, Rob. Oh, yes. That, which is one of the most exciting things that's ever happened in my life. But the actual physical, it's become a thing. Actually physically yeah. received the books. Nice. And it is an insane experience to go, oh, fucking hell, this exists. Yeah, and it's going to be in a shop. I, and it's going to be in a it's going to be in a bloody shop. And people are going to buy it. Do you know what I mean? Well, you hope. Otherwise, or it'll be pulped. One of the two. It either affect me, really. because It's going to be in someone's house, and they're going to go, I've got this book here. And they'll go, what's it like? And they might go, it's brilliant. Or they might go, I thought it was shit, but it's worth a yeah. read. That's just what a book is, isn't it? And, you know, Floating someone about. will use it to prop open a window, and I'll have written that. <laughs> Someone might get caught short and wipe their ass of it, but exactly. we've supported that process. Exactly, it genuinely. Uh, so that was a, a thrilling. We've chopped thing. down trees because we've had a couple of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there must be books written about the problems with deforestation. That's a tough. That's a tough book to get over the line, isn't it? It does well on Kindle. It does very <laughs> well on Kindle. <laughs> it smashes it on Kindle. It smashes it on Kindle. Um, oh, that's exciting though, but nerve nerve wracking. Like it, it's it's very weird because I, on the one hand, like I got the book and I was like, oh my god, I'm so proud of this, and I yep. like went through it and I was like, I really am so excited and proud of this. Yeah. And on the other, I'm so terrified about it coming out. I've told you this before, have I? That every time I have something new coming out, yeah, I feel I go. I don't know if I can deal with it. Like I remember when yeah. this podcast first came out, and every time I always go, I wish I was just a local radio DJ in Devon. That's what I, I, ju- <laughs> give, I just give it time. <laughs> well, exactly, Rob. I just think dreams do come to, true. I just need to <laughs> move to Devon. Don't worry about that, mate. I think you'll get there. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, I know you. <laughs> Don't sweat it. No. <laughs> Pirate FM, I'll have you. Pirate FM, fucking hell. <laughs> Picture of a parrot. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think that's totally that. Yeah, I, I always think it. I wish I just had a, a, a much lower pressure job and I just went in and did it and then came home. And for some reason, it's it's like mid-morning DJ on Radio Devon is the one I always think about. That'll be the last little work. No, you get bored. You get too comfortable. I know. I I, I, I both enjoy the... I really enjoy the being exposed thing and really don't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's like anything. You don't like enjoy everything to the absolute max, do you? You just have to make sure that when you're like... Do more of the stuff you do enjoy, but don't allow it to affect you too much. You know what I mean? It's a balance, isn't it? It's like being that, um, it's a, you know, a thin ambulance. Is it a thin ambulist? You know, what's the people no, that walk on the tightrope? It's a thin, I can't say the word, but you know, tightrope tight walkers. walkers. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a word for it. Thin ambulist, yeah. I think they're called. So basically, it's like that. You're walking along that, and in some days, you'll do stuff that you hate and you don't really enjoy. However, it pays well, or you sort of need to do it to get that promotion or get that thing or that networking thing. But then on other days, you'll do stuff that, you know, it doesn't pay that well, but you love it and it's really good fun, but you just can't go too far either way. And if you yeah. don't do too much of one, you'll balance out and it'll be all right. It's just making sure that you've got that balance and you're not just yes. doing stuff you don't enjoy just for the sake of it, you know? Yes, I know. I know what you mean. And I, I enjoy. That's that's the weird thing is I've got too much on at the moment. Yeah, but that's I, what it is. I, every day, I do look for. I do enjoy everything I'm doing. I'm just doing too much of it. If you yeah, exactly, I mean. and it always comes at once because the you know you, you, we didn't know this. We might not have been touring again. The Paralympics no. might not have even happened. I'll be so honest, you could, Rob. Yeah. I'll be honest, Rob. When I put this tour in for autumn, <laughs> I didn't. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll do it in autumn. Fine. And I was thinking, look forward to doing that in spring. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba 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 ba. You'll be all right, mate. You're just in the you're in the middle of it all, and then once it all calmed down, but just don't book too much stuff in or overwork. You've got a balance, or you won't get to do anything of it properly, will you? If you stretch yourself no, too thin, I'll, but... I'll let you know next week how many hilariously, you know, how it goes through the PR period. It's going to be a um... yeah, and also you're not a natural seller, are you? You get stressed, Rob. Yeah, if you want to see someone who's not a natural seller, yeah, get ready for two weeks of the least natural salesman on tour of, of radio and television studios. Well, maybe that's what our listeners could do. Get, keep an ear out for the for the unnatural salesman in flow and see you when you sort of where you go, so Josh, do you want me to practice now with you? Yeah, let's practice now. So Josh, um, you've got this new book out. What, what, yeah, it's what, shit. What... <laughs> yeah, I think you need, I think you might need a workshop. <laughs> it's shit. And I just sort of did it for a laugh, thinking there'll be a third spike, and I've got to go to Dublin in a minute, and I don't know, I don't know what's going on. But end of the day, Funhouse was a great show, and some great jokes about it. Do you know what? Rob? Sharp's a legend. Do you want to know something really depressing? What's that? So we had the rap party for last leg, right? Yeah. This I got so drunk that when I got that's home, a good way I... to deal with it. I think if you're overworked, overstressed, just get shit faced. <laughs> so the only three, I've only got three memories of it, right? Oh, God. How, how was you really got drunk? The first one is waking up. I don't want to be up. that smug guy. I've had a week off drinking. I'm going yeah, to do another three yeah, weeks. Yeah. So whatever. Yep. The, well, I have, I've hardly drunk. So that I sorry. Well, also, yeah. Yeah. That's, not, that's not how it works, mate. I've literally not drunk for a week. You can't say I've hardly oh, drunk because you're out oh, drunk. No, yeah. All right. I haven't. Okay. Tried. I don't make this competition, but I'm better at not drinking than you at the moment. All right. Because I've not, not hardly drunk. I've not drunk. Okay. And I'm fine with it. Just a little but, bit tetchy. Let me tell you what I did on the final day of the last leg. So, as I've said, it was eight minutes from my house. Yes. Right? Um, by by the last three episodes, 
We had so many Paralympians on the show yeah. that I basically had nothing to say. So <laughs> normally we'd have four hours where we'd like work yeah. on what we were going to say. I reckon I was getting it done in 20 minutes. I was yeah. down to half No one a... wants to hear from you at this stage. I want to no, hear from the no Paralympians. I was down to half a cue card uh, <laughs> for all of the stuff that I needed to say in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So you was a bit, bit by the end you was sort of you was yeah. taking your foot off the pedal. Yeah. But I I was still producing the two times I spoke. Okay? Yeah, okay. And so um then on the last day there was the leavers picnic for the uh, children that were leaving my daughter's nursery. Oh yeah. And it was in the park nearby so I was like, well I'll just nip out there in the afternoon. All oh, right, when you're supposed to be preparing for the show, you just yeah. nip into the park. That's nice, yeah. it's fine. Everyone's allowed lunch hour. Yeah. I had three Aperol spritz, Rob. Joshua absolutely you bougie bitch unacceptable stuff i was doing a, a parole spritz in the park for a kid's butt and then you bowled back to the tv land i bowled back to tv land sat, yeah. sat let's be honest silently through the rehearsal hardly drinking you fucking shit faced in the day mate this was, Give it this, hardly... was, this was my day of drinking right <laughs> so, i sobered up right yeah did the show. The two things I said went well. At 5pm, I texted the producer to say, can we have Aperol Spritz at the rap party? <laughs> Which must have looked suspicious. It's a, it's a niche. You, I've heard, can we have a couple of cold beers at the end? Yeah. Not a neat, yeah, actual, because that involves an orange, involves a spirit, involves mixer. So I got quite drunk. So the, the next morning I woke up and so I was in bed. after the show you got drunk? Yeah. I woke up in bed the next morning and... I've I've never had this before. I still had my trousers on, but not in yeah. the way where I was fully dressed. But they were around my ankles, so I'd half, <laughs> I'd halfway got undressed. So also because it was a BT Sport, Rob. Yeah, I'm not proud of this. Oh no, what did I'm you do? I'm not proud of any of these things. I stole something off the wall, Rob. What do you steal? But they then forced me to put back. Let me find it for you. Josh, you got you got really drunk. I did get really drunk. You started stealing, and you had your trousers around your ankles. No, you can't nick that. <laughs> it's a giant photo that's nearly as big as you. Is that Ray Stubbs? Ray Stubbs, the former host of Football Focus. Ray Stubbs? Why, why, why have they got Ray Stubbs on the wall? I don't know. Does he do work for BT Sport now? He must, he must present know. stuff I've for BT Sport. I've not seen him on the telly for ages. I'm literally it's, trying to see if he's still alive. It's the world's biggest picture of Ray Stubbs. It's got it's, to be the biggest picture in existence of Ray no Stubbs. There's no bigger photo of, of Ray Stubbs than that. It's monstrous. Yeah. It's actually bigger than Ray Stubbs. Yes. It's bigger than him as a human. I don't know what, maybe ESPN is he working for now? He must. He's working for something like that. Anyway, I was forced to put it back. But my only memory is a photo mm. of me holding a large picture of Ray Stubbs. My trousers around my ankles, and then this is mortifying, Rob. Oh, what else has happened? This is this is a low. Oh, this is no. a real you low. You didn't prank call Des Lynham, did you? No. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the producer, the two producers, had asked for a copy of my book, so I'd given them a copy of my book. Oh, you, so you're bowling around telly, shit facing up roll spirits, stealing things, giving out copies of your book. Well, Who no. the fuck do you think you are? I, awful, Rob. <laughs> awful. Then. I found myself, all I can remember is being pissed and I was reading the producer bits of my book that oh, I liked. Oh, no. And that's the worst thing I've ever done, Rob. Oh, my God, Josh. Awful. That is awful. You're reading your book out loud to the producers. Well, also, I remember I, I was too drunk to articulate any of the words, so I had to stop. Also, they've been producing you for 12 days in a row. Do you really think they want to hear from you again? No, of course they don't, Rob. Did, what did they say? Did they say are they are they knew? Did they not just go shut up, Josh? What are you doing? Yeah, they knew. That as well. That's got to be their top anecdote. 
What's it like working with Josh Whitaker? An absolute joy. <laughs> absolute joy. An absolute joy. Oh, so what? So you're reading out bits of your book. Well, it's good that you're. See, this is you're proud of your book, but you're genuinely. Too... I'm going to say it, it's the thing I'm most proud of that I've done in my life work-wise. Yeah, but the thing is, you're too repressed to really say that to people. So what you do is you wait to get shit-faced and then force them to listen exactly, to it. Exactly, Rob. It comes out when I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm too bashful in yeah. real life about embarrassment of that kind of stuff. But then when I'm drunk, I go too far the other way, Rob. You need a middle ground. Oh, God. Do, am I going to have to get drunk for all of the... Am I going to have to get drunk for Zoe Ball so that I can be positive about my book? All I'm saying is the funniest I am is drunk. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a terrible way to live your life. Imagine that, though, Rob. I turn up at Radio 2. Before you know it, I've nicked a huge photo of Steve Wright off the wall. Do it. Me and you, we could be the new Gazza and Jimmy Five Bellies. Well, I wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't hey, know. Hey, I want to know which one Danny Baker and Chris Evans. You are? Danny Baker and Chris Evans in the 90s. Yeah, That'll be awesome. exactly. Exactly. Um, well, look, I'm glad you're letting your hair down enjoy yourself, Josh. Yes. Um, do, do you want to hear about my week? I mean, we've done yes, the episode, please. basically. But oh, I have we? Well, should we do your week on Friday? With um, the Sorry, I've babbled no, on. No, it's all right. No, we've got, look, I'll do, we'll do, I'll do a couple of bits that talk about. I'm going to talk about the kids going back to school, because I went back to school. Yeah. Um, we had to drop them off, and there were tears, Josh. Oh. Okay, so basically, because there's a new preschool, okay. right? We've got a new drop-off where we have to sort of do them all in one go before I could take the five-year-old, walk in, and then come back and walk the other one. But the second one needs to be driven and parked and dropped off. But we haven't got time to walk the five-year-old to school, walk back, then drive the three-year-old. So we're having to do a drive, drop off out the car, then drive, and then drop off. Oh, man. But the drop, the first drop-off's a drive-by drop-off, not parking the road nearby. Yeah. So that's tricky. Um, so what we did today was we drove, but... In the little drop-off queue, Lou jumped out with her and walked her in because she was a bit nervous about going into year one. And then we got back in the car, which I parked around the corner, and then drove to the preschool. And then because the preschool one went in last week and was happy, we thought she's chill. But we were we were we we made a crucial error, Josh. Yeah. We started chatting about the stressful parking. Where can we park? Oh, it was good that oh, the five-year-old didn't cry. Oh, yeah, because she won't get a bit upset about going in. But we're saying all this, and the three-year-old's in the back hearing it, Josh. Oh. We got cocky because we thought she was all right. And then Lou was gone, and I was going, oh, I don't know if we can park. Where can we park? We were getting stressed. They feed off your stress, Josh. Oh, man. Anyway, we get to the front of school, full tears bedlam. <gasps> Horrendous crying. And to the point where can't reason with her. She's hiding behind me, holding on to me. And oh, then no. in the end, the nursery people are like, oh, let me take her. They picked her up and she w- was clawing at me. Oh, my God. Like holding onto my fingers to they were hurting. I was like, so I'm going to go now. what do you do in those situations? Stay in will only make it worse. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll see you after lunch. I'm going to go and get some lunch and I'll come back. I'll see you in a bit. I love you. Bye. And I went like that. And then and then it was awful. She, I could hear her screaming as I walked off. Oh. She was grabbing for me. And then it was just... I was so upset. I could have cried, right? It was horrible. Yeah. But I was like, no, I know that's the best place for her. She really enjoys it. She likes it. She can't come home with us because we've both got work to do today. So yeah. she, she, can't, she can't. She can't. And she's got to get used to it. We can't just keep taking her home. And then, oh, so I felt horrible. And then they, the, the, school, the preschool called 20 minutes later. And that is a stressful call. That's the worst number you can see on your phone. I don't, it, it's, it's awful. And the thing is, never. Just wanted to let you know they're having a fucking great time. Well, no, the thing is, that's the thing. It was. It was. Oh, a, was it? She's just went to the house. Oh, she because stopped. it had been such a bad yes. drop off. She went, I'm just letting you know. But they basically what she said was, I'm just letting you know. She's completely stopped crying now, having a great time playing in the kitchen with all the other kids. Not, not even close to being a bit upset. She's fine. 
So that was nice. But when, when you first get the call, that's a high pressure phone call, I think, from the teacher, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's like, she basically goes, hello, it's just a courtesy call just to say that she's fine. <laughs> but they have to get the <laughs> fine bit in so fast because of the parents getting all yeah. anxious. Um, and, oh, uh, God. Yeah, but it was straight. It was stressful um, and stuff. Oh, mate. I, I th- are they back in the groove now? Well, it's only it was only the first day, so hopefully she'll be fine. And then, but she's fine will, now. Yeah, that, yeah, she's fine. But, um, but yeah, it was it was it was stressful. Can I ask what time it was on your watch when you said I'm just going to go get some lunch? Um, I dropped her off at twenty past eight a.m. <laughs> she knows I'm a hungry guy. <laughs> I like an early lunch, late dinner. I've always done it that way. Worst. Absolute panic. I need an excuse. I'm going to go get some lunch. Well, no, because I think when they, I say that because it's sort of like they know you're sort of coming back a little bit. Like, when yeah, I yeah. normally use that one is when they're get, trying to get settled at like a kid's birthday. I'm just going to get some lunch and come back. Yeah. And I do, because you are coming back. I'm not like, I'm going to leave you now for uh, six hours. <laughs> it's a yes. bit more of an intense delivery. Yes. Um, oh, and uh, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing, and then I'll save some stuff for, for Friday. We're doing a correspondent special yes, on Friday we are. because we've got so much to get through. Because um, we've not really done many of your um, your emails and stuff. No, I do apologise. Um, I've, um, I've got this. Um, this will make you make you laugh, um, Josh. I thought I was being attacked by a dog in the week. Um, I pulled up to park the car with the kids in the back, and I opened the door. And it's a bit of a rough back street bit of parking in a uh, Bromley, and um, I got out. And as I got out, I heard <laughs> that is oh ex- like the I loudest. I would hate that aggressive barking ever. And I went, oh, f- fuck. And I just slammed the door shut because I couldn't really see where the dog was, but just slammed it because it felt like one, it felt like, like a mad Cujo, like rabid dog, right? Because hmm. it was just like, it wasn't, it wasn't even changing its bark. It was like, you know, I shut the one, turn around. And one of my kids had got their toy dog that barks and put it as close to my ear as you possibly could without <laughs> touching my ear and pressed, squeezed it so it did the butt. It was... It How like, did you fall for that? It was so loud, Josh. It, uh, get, a, get a dog that makes a bark and put it by your ear and then imagine that you're opening a door in a rough area and you don't know there's a oh toy dog God. barking. At, it was that like is. absolutely shit myself. <laughs> like sweating immediately, like nearly just drove off, but it was a toy dog. Oh, mate, that is that is emasculating. It is emasculating, but dogs can be scary, Josh. I never had dogs as a kid. No, I find dogs scary. Yeah, I know you shouldn't. Oh, they're lovely, but they are a bit scary, Josh. Can I ask you a question from one emasculated man to another, Rob? (laughs) Go on. I had quite an emasculating experience this week. All right. I got a message from my car saying that I needed to pump up the tyres, Rob. Oh, Oh, on the screen, on the car? On the screen. Yeah. I've, I had no idea how to pump up the tires. Oh come on, I know that, Josh. At least I've got no idea. So I'd gone to the I'd gone to the thing to pump up my tires. I had no yeah. idea what number they needed to go to. Yeah, so that I just is drove the- off again. <laughs> <laughs> I got the little coin. Yeah, I just I've still got the little coin, Rob. No, yeah. So basically, it, what 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 it is is if you put the um the thing on the on the tire, you know the little valve that on you the tire. Don't burst the tire. No, but you won't. Yeah, but when you put it on there, it registers and tells you how much is in it on the little screen yeah. up there, and then you just fill it until you, what it has to be at. And normally, I don't know that, what it has to be at. It normally is normally says on your little car screen, or if not, you can Google it or look in the little handbook. So right. We, I just panicked, went in, got the coin, looked at all the numbers, and just drove off again. So what did you think was going to happen though? I don't know. I thought it would say like, 
Hi, Josh. Like, like with a petrol gauge or something, it would just tell you where you were meant to put it up to. Well, it would just stop when it's full. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then it I was like, off. imagine if I exploded my tyre. Like, <laughs> there'd be so many injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nearly as dangerous as going running in a park. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can just Google it and find out. You've got um, a BMW, have you? I've bought a thing off the um, of the internet now. I've bought a home pump so that I could do it without the pressure of other men being around. Yeah, but you don't have a drive. You park, you street park, so there'll be people, yeah. there'll, there'll be black cab drivers driving past shouting at you. Yeah, but they're, they're, my fear was getting in a queue. Someone else needing to pump up their tyres while I'm trying to pump up my tyres. Oh, yeah, that is the worst. So I was like, I just can't deal with this. Can't fair enough, mate. You've had a busy week. Yeah. Do you know? I bet you. I bet you Joe knows how much you need in your tires. Ray Stubbs. Oh, I bet Ray He'd Stubbs know. never thinks twice about getting his tires pumped. I bet he's also checked his oil. Something I haven't done in a year. Volvo Estate all day long. Ray Stubbs. He could afford more, but he's a sensible guy. He likes exactly. safety and security in the Volvo. Exactly. Um, should we do some small business shout outs, and then yeah. I'll tell you a bit more about uh, my week and. We gotta have all the correspondence on Friday. Lovely. Oh, this one's a bit different. Not really a small business shout out, but a good cause. So let's give this a shout oh, out. Oh yeah, Josh. Hi, Robin. Josh. I'm 26 and I don't have kids, but hearing all your stories has really helped me through the last year and has reminded me it could be worse. <laughs> on the back of all the stories of unusual ways people have treasured their baby's umbilical cords, I thought I would oh, message no. and let you know of an alternative use for them. If framing it isn't your thing, um, you could donate it your isn't. baby's cord to an umbilical cord bank. The blood in the umbilical cord is rich in stem cells. These stem cells can be used to treat people with blood cancer and could save someone's life. At the moment, there are five hospitals in the UK which collect cords from parents who are willing to donate. King's College Hospital London, St Mary's Hospital Oxford Road, Manchester, St Mary's Hospital Withenshaw, Manchester. Oh, that's confusing, isn't it? Manchester, sort it out. Just, just change it. It's <laughs> on a different road. Same name. Leicester Royal Infirmary, Leicester General Hospital. If any of your listeners are planning to give birth at one of these hospitals, it is really straightforward for them to register or donate online at... Now, here it is. It's uh, HTTPS dot dot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's Tom all over again. Strapping. HTTPS double dot. What's that even called? Colon. 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 Forward slash forward slash www. You sound like me reading out my book when I'm drunk. What's Anthony, it's anthonynolan.org forward slash help dash save dash a dash life forward slash donate dash your no. umbilical. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, it, it was just, let's go again. Just go on anthonynolan.org. Help save a life. Donate your umbilical cord. You'll find it. Why don't we Instagram out the address? I think that's for the best. Yeah. Um, let's do that. We'll do that on a, on, on, we'll on Tuesday. That. We'll put yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anthony Nolan, though. Help save Anthony a life. Nolan. Let, let me just Google Anthony Nolan. Nolan. Uh, umbilical cord. And oh, you can find up. it straight away. Look. It's basically first result, Anthony Nolan. Yeah. Okay. AnthonyNolan.org. Here we go. Yeah. What we do, help save a life and donate your umbilical cord. You just go to Anthony Nolan's website, help save a life, donate your umbilical cord. That's easy. No one's typing yeah. that shit in. Also, um, also, yeah. it's less weird. It's less weird to donate it. Let's be oh, honest. No, it's not it's not even less weird. It's a brilliant cause and great things to do. It's not less weird, it's fucking weird keeping it. <laughs> Get rid. <laughs> Chuck it in the fucking bin. Or better, donate it to help save someone's fucking life, you nutter. Don't frame it, you fucking freaks. Sick of it. I'll keep that. Fuck off. Give it to someone else who needs it. Um, 
Just so, watching stem cells that could be put to use drying on your on your counter. Unbelievable. Hello. I absolutely love your podcast. I've been telling my parents, friends, listen, I don't have kids, so take great pleasure in enjoying my eight hours sleep a night, being able to go to the pub whenever I want. Anyway, my friend who I've recommended your podcast to has a lovely little business making hair scrunchies out of their daughter's old clothes that they're now too small for her. It's eco-friendly, sustainable business. She also gives a percentage of the profits to a women's charity. Oh, lovely. Her Instagram handle is at humble.mains, M-A-N-E-S, humble.mains, M-A-N-E-S. She even makes mini scrunchies for kids too. Thanks so much and so happy you're back after the Euros. Bloody hell, we've had that. This, this, this one's sitting here for a while. Oh, she's probably folded. The business is folded. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> that you're worried about the third spike ruining your tour. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with running. It can be dangerous out yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back with a correspondence special on um, Friday and then a guest the week after. Um, thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.